Last week, not one, but three military witnesses testified to the US Congress about their experiences of UFOs, otherwise known as UAPs, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. As we convene here, UAP are in our airspace, but they are grossly underreported. These sightings are not rare or isolated, they are routine. The whistleblower said he is now in fear for his life for speaking openly about the discoveries, alleging that the Pentagon has a secretive multi-decade programme to collect and piece together crashed UAPs. But members of Congress from both sides of the aisle are now demanding more transparency. Today, I'm joined by science writer Stuart Ritchie and senior reporter Richard Holmes as we explore the line between fact and fiction in these new revelations. Stuart, Richard, thank you so much for joining us. Hello. I'm going to kick it off with a simple one. Are aliens real? Debate. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, in my view... I have the boring view that everyone talks about, about the Fermi paradox, you know, this idea that if the universe is so large, there's so many galaxies out there, which, you know, in in all likelihood have planets that are habitable and may have developed life, it is quite likely that there are other life forms out there. Quite likely, obviously, as a verbal way of expressing a number with huge uncertainty about it, but it seems to me that it's sensible to suggest that other life forms might exist. But the question of whether they've actually visited Earth using flying spaceships is something quite different. Richard, give us the context about why we are having this conversation now. Who's been testifying and what has led up to this moment? Yeah, so we're sat here talking about whether aliens are real or not, because that's exactly what US politicians have been trying to find out. And last week, a Congress committee, the Committee on Oversight and Accountability, and their subcommittee, which looks specifically into UAPs, what we would call UFOs. And they've been looking into claims from a former US intelligence officer that there's a large-scale scheme to keep the presence of non-human life forms secret from the uh, US public and politicians, and that there are, in fact, routine observations of unidentifiable flying objects in US airspace and that in fact the US does <laughs> unbelievably I don't even know how to say it have it's, like it's got them in storage right yeah they have an alien craft and apparently some biologics from that alien also stored somewhere in the US and so this congress committee led by two republican representatives have really been pushing this forward have opened up these hearings to really investigate what the government is keeping secret from them. They claim there's a massive cover-up underway regarding the evidence here around alien life forms visiting Earth. So they've got these three witnesses in. The former US intelligence officer, David Grush, who worked for four years in the US government agency looking at UAPs. And two former military officers who both claim to have witness UAPs in real time and real life. And over hours long hearings, they've been investigating the claims and trying to verify as much as they can. Well, it sort of has to be heard to be believed, doesn't it? So let's listen to some of the testimony here. You've stated that the government is in possession of potentially non-human spacecraft. Based on your experience and extensive conversations with experts, do you believe our government has made contact with intelligent 
extraterrestrials. Something I can't discuss in public setting. Okay, I can't ask when you think this occurred. <laughs> um, if you believe we have crashed craft, uh, stated earlier, do we have the bodies of the pilots who piloted this craft? As I've stated publicly already in my News Nation interview, uh, biologics came with some of these recoveries, yeah. Were they, I guess, human or non-human biologics? Non-human, and that was the assessment of people uh, with direct knowledge on the program I talked to that are currently still on the program. Stuart, these aren't sort of tinfoil hat types, are they? These are ostensibly, anyway, credible intelligence figures. Tell us why they are being brought before this committee and, and why these voices are perhaps more credible than normal. Yeah, these are, you know, David Grush, for instance, is a US Air Force intelligence officer. And when the claims first broke, the website that published them, the journalist there, went and talked to some other people. And they said he was very reliable and very credible, people who worked with him in the past. So, you know, he had decent credentials and a decent reputation, it seemed. But, you know, actually, if you go back and look at UFO stories, again and again and again, what you tend to find is it is people with good credentials. The videos, which I'm sure we'll, we'll come to, they're often verified to some extent by people who are experts in some sense. They're uh, sailors or people who work on uh, military tech saying, oh, I'm confused by this. I don't know what this is. It must be something strange. So actually, it's more common than you might think to have people who ostensibly seem like experts coming up with these stories. And in fact, it's almost a characteristic of these stories. Maybe it's a kind of a selection thing where we only hear about the stories that are put forward by people who seem very plausible. I think another reason that it was taken seriously at the start was he started off with I mean, they're all mind-blowing claims, right? But he started off with relatively low-level mind-blowing claims. You know, he started by saying the U.S. government has alien craft. And that was the only claim that was made in this initial interview that was on this website, the debrief, which is Tech Frontier's website, I think they call it. And then slowly he's ratcheted up the claims. So after that interview, he started talking about, well, it's not just alien crafts or, or you know, unidentified crafts. It's actually, we have life forms too. And also, I've heard evidence that aliens have actually killed a human. Killed a human? Yeah, yeah, he said that in an interview. He said uh, people have died, been killed by the aliens. He also hinted that people have been killed by the US government in trying to cover up the aliens. He also then started making claims about the specifics of these alien spacecraft, including one that's as large as a football field, and also started telling a story about Mussolini had a UFO and the Pope had a back channel to the US to talk about the UFO. And it turned out this was a story which has been around for about 20 years in kind of UFO community. So it's kind of this ratcheting up of claims from a very low level and almost, it almost seemed plausible once you hear the later ones. And I think maybe he was taken seriously at the start because he didn't come in immediately with the, you know, those aliens and they've killed a human. He started off on the lower level and then built up over time. Stuart, as you're sort of alluding to very gently and politely, it does get quite incredulous, doesn't it, quite quickly. And Richard is sitting here slightly giggling at some of these. I think it's fair to say they're pretty out there. But are we sure, playing devil's advocate, are we sure that none of this is true? Well, we can't be 100% sure. But the fundamentally important thing that everyone needs to bear in mind about this whole story is that David Grushin and all the other people involved in this have produced no actual evidence that any of this has happened, right? So this is all, well, you can say that eyewitness testimony is a form of evidence, right? And that's, that's true. It is a form of evidence. We use it in court and so on. But it is one of the lower forms of evidence. We don't have any documents that say this. 
We don't have any on-the-record interviews from people currently in charge of these programs. We don't have financial transactions from you know one part of the government to another to pay for this. We don't have photos of the UFOs. We don't have biological analyses of the aliens. We don't have any actual hard evidence whatsoever. And a lot of the claims come to us second and third hand as well. So it's, you know, I was told by someone who has read a document by someone else who claims that they know that there's a secret UFO program in this part of the US government. So it all comes on the basis of the softest kind of evidence possible. And I don't even think anyone has to be making things up at this point. I think people can be very confused about what they've heard. There can be a sort of exaggeration sort of chain going on where someone says something that is a bit confusing and then someone else picks up on it and misinterprets it and then tells someone else that they heard from someone that they heard you know so i'm not even claiming that anyone's you know just lying or making things up but i do think that we're desperate for any evidence when he was asked if he could actually provide any hard evidence or specifics of who exactly said this, when did they say it, what part of the US government are you talking about that has this secret program during the testimony, and he was asked by several of the Congress people in the hearing, he said, I can't tell you that in public. I'll need to tell you that in a special secret situation where you, nobody brings in a phone and nobody brings in recording equipment and stuff. So it all just seems a little bit convenient, doesn't it, that he can't talk about any of the details in public, but he's making these massive claims uh, nonetheless. As we've talked about, a lot of the people who raised these sightings or allegations are people who might be working in the military sphere or be kind of in areas where military activity might be taking place. Richard, are there other things that they could be mistaking this for? I'm thinking of the Chinese spy balloon. Yes. Well, look, this is a big conversation to have when looking at these objects and we don't want to jump immediately to the fact that they are otherworldly forces behind these things and the initial claim or initial explanation if you like is that you know it's another state it's another form of surveillance or you know we're, we're living in a very hostile world and there's you know a lot of surveillance of enemies and and even allies going on at the moment and so you know we, you bring up the Chinese spy balloon that was a huge failure for Joe Biden's presidency because of the opaqueness around their dealing with that situation and you know it sort of relied on people on the ground with cameras to film it to explain and you know that was brought up in the hearing as well and used as sort of a political tool by a lot of the republican representatives to explain why they're now looking into this in so much detail but yes i mean that's always an example but what i would say on the counter to that is that the witness testimony all three said that they've got vast experience in military navy pilots and they all said that the capabilities in which they saw, there was no possibility that they were man-made aircraft that they were seeing, just because of the fact that, you know, they lacked propulsion or they defied our understanding of physics. And like the, the hearing did, it goes down this route of non-human manufacturers of these things. But I think a key part of this Congress hearing is to find out if these are mm. man-made and, you know, to what level other nations are using new technologies to surveil the US, the UK, anywhere in the globe. So they might yeah. also be looking at the human uh, possibilities yes, behind this. They're sure, not immediately yeah. just saying this well, is made by a load of green aliens with 10 eyes. Yeah, I mean, they're not supposed to, but obviously because of the salacious claims that came up during the hearing, mm. they naturally went down this route of, you know, aliens and finding non-human remains inside spacecrafts. But yeah, it's ultimately a conversation around the national security threat. Okay. 
and where that threat comes from. Is that why they're taking this so seriously then, Stuart? Are they taking it too seriously when it includes Mussolini had a UFO? <laughs> yes, I think I think so. That's my view. I think there's another explanation. So there's the alien explanation. There's the other countries surveilling the US explanation, which I think is well worth looking at. But also, I think there's a third explanation. And the problem in this area is that there's a bit of vagueness. You know, so some of the claims are coming from eyewitness testimony. Some of the claims are coming from videos that people have seen online. And some of them are coming from videos that maybe haven't been released that these people claim to have watched, you know, military things where there is some kind of UFO or UAP, as you said, is now the term, on video, captured on video. And the third explanation is not that it's an alien, not that it's a human craft that we just don't know about yet, but that it's a video artifact, that it's just actually there wasn't anything there and we're just seeing something that looks like Mm. an object when in fact it wasn't. That's why I quite like the UAP thing, unidentified aerial phenomena, because it doesn't imply that there's an object in the same way that UFO does. You know, you can look up at the sky and there might not be something there, but when you look through the camera, you do see something there because many of these videos are pretty clearly artifacts of the way that the lens is shaped on the camera, the way that particular different types of cameras move when they're trying to track objects. In many of these cases, it's not that the people who filmed it were watching the you know flying saucer and then in the camera, they also caught it. In many cases, these things are not actually visible to the naked eye. And the people who are heard on the videos, you know, you hear people saying, oh my God, what's that? Oh, it's moving so fast and, uh, and so on. They're just watching the video like you or I. So a third explanation is that there's just actually just something wrong with the camera or some kind of artifact. Or a trick of light. Yeah, exactly. A trick of light. Or in some cases, I mean, in some of the more obvious cases, and these are not the ones that the US military takes seriously, but ones that sometimes go viral online. It's literally an insect walking across the camera. And that sounds very silly, but I actually think some of the ones that the US military have taken seriously and have put out there and said, we don't have an explanation are just as banal. And it really is just, you know, there's, there's a famous one with a pyramid-shaped craft. It's a kind of a, you can see the green sort of night vision and there's a pyramid-shaped light and it looks like it's moving really fast. And it's so obviously just the shape of the aperture of the camera. And as you say, a trick of the light. And yeah, you have all these military intelligence people coming out and saying, well, we can't think of an explanation for this. We have no idea. Skeptics online were able to point out that this was the aperture of a camera with a triangular lens within you know just a few days of it coming out so i almost think this shows us that we shouldn't necessarily just trust what people are saying and i also think that the ambiguity about exactly who's claiming what exactly what is being talked about because people are apparently scared to mention the details in public because you know i'm scared of being murdered by the government or something really doesn't help because it means that there's a lot less clarity and transparency about exactly what evidence we're talking about at any given time. Well, the plot thickens. It could just be an ant. Let's get into some (laughs) of the wider theories um, around this, because this is by no means the first time something like this has been alleged after a very short break. Our team of expert journalists get to the truth with their reporting, bringing you incisive news, features and analysis on a range of different subjects from UFOs to UK politics. To get the full story for half the price, try out a subscription to the iWeekend newspaper plus unlimited access to our website for just £59.99 for the entire year. That's 12 months of award-winning journalism for half the price. And if you like it, you'll get another £30 off the following year's subscription. To sign up and save this summer, 
head over to inews.co.uk forward slash podcast. I, for open minds, subscribe today. Well, as we alluded to, this isn't the first allegation of UFOs that anyone has ever made. In fact, people have been talking about aliens as long as people have been talking about really anything. And it's been claimed before that the US government has evidence of UFOs, which they're perhaps keeping from the public. But in the last few years, there have been seemingly more credible claims potentially than have been made before. We've talked a bit about these videos that have been released. Stuart, tell us what these videos are. Well, they're often people, you know, maybe standing on a ship or in a plane watching some kind of phenomenon that they don't necessarily understand, something that looks like it's moving really fast, something that looks like it's rotating or flying faster than any of our aircraft would without any clear propulsion. You know, it doesn't necessarily have an engine like a plane uh, would. And as I was saying, I, I think one explanation is that it's magical technology from a different planet that we don't understand yet. But another one is that there's just a problem with the camera or people are mistaking some obvious camera artifact for an alien craft. I've not seen any UFO videos, even ones that are verified by the US government as you know having definitely come from the military. I've not seen any video where you can look online and, and in five minutes find someone making a perfectly plausible mundane explanation for why that's the case. And even if the mundane explanation is not necessarily true, it's not like we have 100% debunked this by coming up with a mundane explanation. The mundane explanation, just on the balance of probabilities, is a lot more probable than aliens have come here and visited planet Earth from a far off galaxy or a far off dimension or something. It's much more plausible that we're just making a mistake. And again, that doesn't mean that people are making up stories or faking things or trying to hoax us or anything like that. That could be the case. But I think people are just very easily mistaken, especially when you want to believe something. Maybe you're really invested in it. You state your reputation on the line by talking about UFOs publicly. And then whenever you see any of this quote unquote evidence in future, you'll then be much more likely to believe it because you want to save face by saying, actually, look, there is evidence for this. There's so many different areas of kind of controversial scientific or tech stuff where this kind of reasoning applies. And we know that people are wrong in eyewitness testimony all the time. People's memories fail, people's perceptions fail, they kind of fill in the gaps with things that they expect and want to believe. So I think all that stuff is much more plausible than any of these videos actually being alien craft, especially when we don't have any that are really unexplainable by sceptics. And Bruce isn't the only man, though, who's been talking about this, you know, sort of publicly. In terms of people in senior positions, Luis Alithondo, who ran the Advanced Aviation Threat Identification Programme, very catchy, has also suggested that he believes we might not be alone. Is he similarly likely to be working on the basis of sort of being mistaken or a bit of a Chinese whisper situation? Or are his claims any more credible? I've seen him pop up on TV a few times and I'm afraid it's all, again, evidence-free. Like He doesn't actually show any documents, he doesn't show any pictures, any videos or anything like that. He just says, as far as I'm aware anyway, he just says that he you know, has heard from people, he maybe saw things but he can't tell us, he thinks that we're not alone, all this kind of stuff. And I think what we've learned from many decades of these stories, and I'm never really coming to anything, is that even people with very impressive credentials can just be so wrong on this topic. Richard, I'd like to ask you a bit about the UK context, because mm. all of these sightings and, and all of these allegations are obviously being made in the US, but I would like to think that aliens wouldn't forget about us here 
in the UK either. What do the UK authorities think about all of this? Have they spotted anything? Yeah, well, it's a good point. It's a point that people often make is that, you know, white aliens love to visit the US so much. <laughs> and I think the answer to that is because the US is probably one of the leading sort of spenders on research into this phenomenon. The UK did have a program for quite a while looking specifically at UFO sightings, but they closed it in 2009. And recently with the hearings, the former leader of that at the Ministry of Defence, a guy called Nick Pope, has been speaking quite publicly wherever he can about his urge to get the UK government to reopen that Oh, really? And to start doing what the US is doing and, you know, tackling this issue and getting to the bottom of it and seeing what is going on above us. So he he thinks there's reason to have a look. Well, he does. And and I watched an interview with him where he said he was very sceptical, but went into this job on the UFO programme with an open mind in the early 90s. And by the time he left, he said that he came out with more questions than than answers and, you know, wanted to get to the bottom of what he was seeing. And, I mean, in the year that they closed that programme, I think there were 520 UFO sightings in the UK in 2009, which was a record year. Now, sightings obviously don't correlate to actual proof of anything, really, because, you know, as we've, we've mentioned, sightings can be mistaken, can be, you know, our minds playing tricks on us, or just, you know, complete falsehoods. But, you know, I think it's interesting. And I think these hearings are the first sort of modern attempt at getting to the bottom of this Mm. answer. My only concern would be that having watched hours of this hearing, (laughs) it's a very limited scope. And it's led by two Republican members of Congress, Anna Paulina Luna and Tim Burchett, who both have stated publicly that they've seen enough to believe And so I worry that all this resource and all this pantomime is going in very narrowly on this very wide issue, because there may be legitimate questions here to look into, but I fear that they may have already made their minds up before they've got to the evidence. Interesting. And just before we leave the UK side behind, Mm. why did they close the programme? I believe it's because in the whole time that they'd been looking at this, they saw no reason that there was a threat to the UK public. Okay. And it was during a time when spending budgets were being cut. And I think the UK thought that it may be better to focus on threats from humans than non-humans. Interesting. Fair. (laughs) Well, we'll see if they were vindicated in that one. There's some comparisons, aren't there, with conspiracy theories here and certainly some crossover with conspiracy theories. Stuart, we've talked about the COVID lab leak theory on this very podcast. We'll put that episode in the show notes so that you could check that one out as well. Why is that comparison being made? Why is there this crossover between some of these very different theories? Yeah, I think a lot of these conspiracy theories, conspiracy beliefs correlate with each other. There's a thing, and it's a bit of an unkind phrase, there's a thing called crank magnetism, which people talk about, which is that if someone believes a slightly crankish theory in one respect, so maybe they believe that UFOs are definitely aliens that are coming to visit Earth, they tend also to believe in crank theories in other areas too, so they tend to be more likely to believe in homeopathy and 
they tend to be more likely to believe in things like the COVID lab leak. Now, that's not to say by any means that the COVID lab leak is completely debunked, like something like homeopathy. It's just that it does actually involve some level of conspiracy theorizing. I'm not necessarily even saying that conspiracy is a bad thing in this. You know, it doesn't automatically debunk it just because of the conspiracy involved. Some conspiracies are real. But it's definitely true that the kind of person who believes that also believes lots of other slightly weird stuff. I think there's also an interesting aspect of the sort of the discourse about this, because with the lab leak, what you often see is an interesting phenomenon. This guy, Chris Kavanaugh, who analyzes this stuff, he calls it discourse surfing, where people aren't necessarily moved by evidence. It's not like you know evidence comes out and then you change your mind. It's that someone says something or you hear that someone with credentials has changed their mind, even though no actual evidence has come out. And then you've changed your mind completely. So with COVID, we saw this when the US Department of Energy has apparently put out a report where they say that it's more likely that the lab leak happened. And then you had this flood of newspaper articles, everyone saying, well, that's it. It must be a lab leak. That's it sorted now. But no, no actual evidence had been presented, right? There was no actual reason. Just, you know, the very lowest level of some unnamed person has changed their mind on this who may or may not be in some authority position. With this, it's the same. Oh, suddenly the US government is doing a hearing this. Well, we must therefore upgrade our level of seriousness about which we take this view. But actually, again, you know, as you just heard, hours and hours of testimony. No actual evidence was produced at any point, you know, beyond just, I heard this from someone, someone told me this. I think Grush has said at various points that he himself has seen documents, but he hasn't ever produced them or shown anyone them. So we really need to just keep asking ourselves, like, has any evidence been produced? What is the actual evidence? And it's exactly the same in the COVID lab leak thing. What is the evidence that this is a lab leak? What is the evidence that this is a natural origin? What is the evidence that any of these claims about the US having UFOs is true? And I think once you ask that question, it really is slim pickings. Richard, I wonder if one of the reasons that people have always sort of propelled their own ideas onto, you know, the concept of aliens is because there has always been perceived to be a bit of a government secrecy around this. You know, it's not something that's talked about very regularly. Maybe it's easy to perceive of a cover up. You work in the world of spies and secrecy and all mm. sorts of invisible ink type things. Do you think that that plays a part, that perception of secrecy? And does it raise questions over whether we should be more transparent about things like this? I think it plays more than a part. I think it plays a leading role in the way people fill the information void, often drawing to perceived experience or imagination. It's an incredibly classified world when you're looking at the way governments identify UFOs, UAPs. But what I would say is, is it any more classified than other intelligence departments or agencies? Or is it just because of the perceived possibility of what it could be? And, you know, from my experience working in this world, unfortunately, I said it before on this podcast, it is usually the most boring answer that is the answer. <laughs> it's very rarely the sexy spy mm. scenario that we all have in our head or the alien. It, it is the most explainable it's normally the answer. insect on the camera lens yeah. Yeah, but that, i mean that being said you know that this department keeps their budget classified you can hypothesize to why that would be is it because they would anger people if it's too low or if it's too high would they be seen as wasting money there is a lot of secrecy about it and i think it definitely gives a playing field for people to join dots where there may not even be dots and you know come to conclusions where there definitely isn't any and you know as Stuart's saying I think especially when looking at this subject we need to look at the evidence but unfortunately if they're claiming that there's this whole scheme of cover-up underway 
where's the evidence going to come from? Is it going to come from people like this coming forward? So I don't know. This guy is a former intelligence official and he's coming forward and giving evidence. So we have to listen to what he's saying. But then, as Stuart has rightly said, we have to try and get to the bottom of that testimony and try and corroborate it or debunk it and Mm. see what's verifiable. And just finally, I mean, as you say, this is all testimony coming out sort of of the woodwork from people who've worked in this sphere of things which are maybe being picked up or received. It's quite passive, if you will. Mm-hmm. Is there a more active exploration of life on other planets? Do you know? Maybe you can't tell us. Maybe you're working on it, Richard. Who knows? Is there a more active you know, campaign or a budget to look at these possibilities, a space exploration type system going on? Well, there's definitely an ongoing US government department where people like David Grush have come from who are looking to identify these objects and you know work on these objects, that's, that's for sure. And as I said, their budget is classified for some reason. But there's also active efforts by NASA, another US agency, and they're actually bringing out a well-timed report next month. So we'll see what they say. It's meant to be on this issue of UAPs. So, I mean, the US government is still actively looking into this, and I guess that will always keep the conspiracy and theorising going. And people will say, well, if the government is still looking at this, there must be something there, right? Mm. So, yeah, we'll see. I don't, so watch I don't this know. space, basically. <laughs> well, I've come away more confused, I think, than I was before, but certainly very, very fascinated. Thank you both so much for joining us on this slight tinfoil hat episode <laughs> of the iPodcast. It's always a pleasure to have you both on, and I'm sure we'll be back to chat about this soon. You can follow all of Richard and Stuart's reporting on inews.co.uk as well as news and features from around the world. I'm Molly Blackall. You can find me on Twitter or X as it now is at Molly Blackall and on Instagram at molly.blackall. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next week.